Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey everybody, it is time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters in Hooks at New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us right here on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you are watching it, if you are streaming live with us. Uh, if you're listening later, then you are on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or basically any place you can get a podcast. Welcome, everybody. I am Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul and, was it Pat? Yes, Pat <laughs> and Dave. And, Dave. and can you see tonight him? we have a very special guest, the Baroness of Bourbon, Kendra, the Potion Master. Yay! <laughs> and uh, uh, our friend, uh, Tequila Talia, um, brought this bottle of Abalor uh, over a month or so ago and wanted to know if we could pair anything with it on the show. It's both extremely bold in body and it's very, very strong. What's the APB, uh, APV? B, I can't talk. 59.4, I believe, or 59.8. Like almost. It's, yeah. it's almost a, it's 120 proof. It's 120 yeah. proof. It's some strong stuff. And um, it was a challenge that uh, we set out right away to try and do and tonight we're going to try it with this cigar the hvc hotcake grand cannon and then later on in the show we're going to do it with the gawith hogarth black irish x and we're going to see how these pairings with this strong scotch go first the cigar the hvc hotcake grand cannon san andreas wrapper nicaraguan binder filler it is a gordo it's a six by sixty um, I don't think any of us here really go to this size of cigar if we are smoking. Well, then there's Paul. Yes. Yes. Sometimes he goes even bigger. Mm, yeah, not, I've seen not, I've not, seen you with the seventies, Paul. Not not this year. Not this year. No, that's that's the Paul of old. The Paul of old. <laughs> old Paul is I, occasionally I will do one, but yeah. Wide. But I I, I I do not. <laughs> I mean, we know my, one of my favorite lines, the Chato Oaks, I go for this size mm -hmm. in, the, in the Connecticut Broadleaf all the time. Right, right, right. And um, Kendra, do you want to tell us about this Abelauer uh, scotch? Uh, yeah, so this is a first time tasting for me, um, Abelauer uh, Abunda. Abunda. So that the pronunciation is close there, but I might be a little bit off. I looked it up earlier today, but... Um, cast strength and the name translates to the original or origin so this is as close as um, they could get to the original Abunda Abeloar mm. yeah so um, from what I can tell so far the aroma on this scotch is 
awesome. Oh, mm -hmm. God. Like, this is crazy. Ton good. of gotcha. spice. Um, yeah. Maybe like a mm. little bit of stone fruit. Black cherries and, co and cocoa I get out of this. And a lot of spice right up front, and it is incredibly long lasting. Really yeah, is. very long finish. On very that long finish sure, on yeah. that one. It's good stuff. However, yes, we're the, doing it on the rocks. Yes, for the for, cigar, for the cigar, we're doing it on the. Rocks. We have to do it on the rocks. And how, Paul? You've got a glass there. You you've been kind of going back and oh. forth. How does how does the uh, uh, ice change the uh, uh, performance of the scotch? So, I had some before the show, just because I've never had this before. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just kind of going back and forth just to see what the difference would be and absolutely this on its own without any ice would overpower the cigar um with the ice and, and it took about 10 minutes for it to really kind of settle yeah. in uh <laughs> based on the notes you gave me earlier uh it changed the cigar the, the taste the, first of all the flavors have opened up big drunk, time aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the flavors i'm getting out of the cigar are, are incredibly different mm -hmm. so on its own, the cigar, I get a lot of sweet, mm -hmm. caramel, cocoa, uh, earthy, little spice, very well balanced. Mm -hmm. With the Avalor on the on the rocks, it's bringing out a very sweet cedar flavor. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not getting any spice at all. I think the spice from the Avalor is canceling out any spice in the cigar. Mm -hmm. The cream notes have all, it's either it's tightened up and become even more sweet, but it's bringing out a lot more cedar notes that I don't get on its own. Yeah, there's a there's a wood note on the uh, hot cake that I get, especially in the retro hill, and the drink is putting that much more on palate forward. Yeah, yeah. for me anyway. Yeah. Uh -huh. But uh, this cigar for me is lots of sweet cocoa oh, notes, yeah. and then a little bit of earth, a little bit of coffee, some creamy goodness on the finish. Um, and there's just this little zip of white pepper in the retro with mm -hmm. some wood notes. Um, Dave, what are you, what are you getting off the cigar? Um, I can agree with the white pepper and the wood notes on the retro hill. Um, Do you agree with anything else? I I also am getting. Uh, I taste airheads. Light, yeah, I'm getting uh, some light, creamy earth, and. Um, that's really it. Uh, to me, the drink is really kind of mellowing the cigar a lot. Mm -hmm. So the only thing I'm really getting right now is the retro hail. Not really hitting my palate too well. Pat, what about you? So I'm taking small, moderate sips of it, and I think it's complementing the cigar. It's um So the, the drink, I think, is offering a nice baking spice, and I'm going to say I think the ice mellows it down in more of like a raisiny sweetness. And that's pairing well with the hot cake because when I've smoked it in the past, I've gotten that baking spice. I've gotten some raisin sweetness, some kind of like grounded up red pepper, a nice cocoa sweetness lingering on the finish. So I think the drink is definitely enhancing those baking spices and fruity sweetness. Kendra, do you think the cigar is getting in the way of your drink? Um, hmm. The only thing I would say that isn't super great that i'm getting is like i guess the cocoa that i'm getting and i'm i've been sipping more uh neat than with the ice but figures it's like kind of like that 
bitter baking cocoa more mm-hmm. so to me than sweet. But um, I think that this whiskey, that I'm getting more out of it drinking it neat. Okay. But that's just that's just me for you. I like a cast strength. Oh yeah, me surprised. too. Not surprised at all. Um, now, let, let me ask you something, Kendra. How how often are you asked at the bar to pair something with whatever a customer is smoking, pipe, cigar? It's not often, actually, but just um, this past weekend, there was a guy that came in, and it was his birthday, and he was with a buddy. First time in, and he said he didn't really know what he was doing, and he was hoping to get a nice cigar and a nice whiskey to pair with my help, and... So I was like, whew, all right. And the pressure. I, yes, but he had an amazing time. And I thought about our show with the Rowan's Creek mm-hmm. and a nice medium bodied smoke. So, anyway, the guy's mind was blown. And I was like, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I didn't have Pat there or anybody to tell me about the cigar, but I've. I had the one that I picked before, and I just went with it because I thought it was similar to the show we did with the, with the Rowan's Creek bourbon. Nice. But, yeah, no, it's not very often. Maybe once every few months. Really? Yeah. Now, it, guys, fellow tobacconists, is that surprising to you at all? Yes, it is. I, I would think that there'd be more uh, customers coming up with the cigars that we have given them because a lot of people come in asking for help. And... Obviously, they're heading right up to the bar, and I thought for sure that there'd be more people asking you and the other bartenders about some of the other spirits that would go well with that. So I'm surprised you're not getting a whole lot more. Do you think people are more or less they they know what they want to drink? Probably. They're, I yeah. think they're more I habitual they're, that way, and yeah, I think they're not used to knowing bartenders that know how to pair cigars with bourbon. Yeah. I mean, that that I think that is specifically a twins thing, really. Or at least in this area, you know, that's not common. I don't know anywhere else that has as many bourbons as Twins yeah. 724 Lounge does. Yeah. Do you? I mean, does, has anyone? I've never been to a bar that has as many choices nope. of whiskey as... Never. Yeah, plus, I mean, I think the bar has that, that, that same, like, shock factor that the humidor does with all the selection mm-hmm. that you have. So, I mean, someone like me doesn't know much about spirits. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to work my way around the bar if I didn't have someone like Kendra there because so i don't know anything about it you right know? but they're yeah. not they're not coming it sounds like they're not coming up to her or the other bartenders and asking for help they're yeah. pro- maybe they're probably so like you say the shock factor's there and they just want to stick to what they know i get some rec i recommend a lot of whiskey but mm-hmm. not so much for them to say this is what i'm smoking what will go best with it it's more about i want to try something new mm-hmm. you know and i'll start with well what's your favorite like what do you usually drink at home and then go from there. So, so recommendations are being made, of course. That doesn't surprise me at all. Right. Yeah. It's more or less people wanting to try something new or something mm-hmm. different. Probably due to the shock value. They're like, holy crap, i got to try something new. Well, I know the first time mm-hmm. I went up there, I had no idea. I didn't know so many things existed. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, it, I'm, now I'm at the point where I, I'll walk into another bar and I'll be like, that's it? 
that's that's yeah, all you yeah, got right. <laughs> this is pitiful <laughs> so do you think that maybe that could be put on us downstairs maybe i was that's just going like to say during that, the that, process yep. of us selecting a cigar for somebody maybe we should make them aware that yeah so you have the service down here to select your cigar now you have the people that have the wealth of knowledge upstairs that can now take this cigar and then put you on something up there. <laughs> oh, for a minute there. <laughs> Where's that gavel? For, for a minute there, I thought you were going to say that it was going to be our job to say, okay, with this cigar, go up and ask Kendra for uh, espresso martini. It's perfect for that. Yeah. That in which case, everything. in which case, A, I'd be wondering, well, does that mean we get a cut of the tips? And B, does that mean I'm going to get my butt whipped at the end of the night? Huh. Yes. It might depend Boy, who's no, working yes. in the um, the mood that they're in. It's always a coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That actually brings up a good point, though, because maybe what we could add, again, I don't really do it that often unless I get into a discussion about <clears throat> spirits with a customer, which happens once in a while. But maybe what we could do is maybe recommend one or two spirits that we know would pair well with a cigar. And then they can go up and get their feedback from the bartenders and yeah, and do that. Pat is already questioning the Halloween pairing. What is the what Halloween we, what's pairing? The Halloween? Oh, the, uh, the old hard bag. Yeah. With yeah. the WK. Why? It's just... Too strong? It's not too strong. It's just, it's, it's not... It's smooth, it's peated, it has like this really fine leather finish to it, and I just feel like, like the 1874, for instance, I think would be like a much better pairing, in my opinion, than the WK. I think the WK is going to get muted a little bit too much of that. So can I ask who came up with the WK for the pairing? Me and Bray. Okay. Well, let's run with it. I'm not, I'm just, you know? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. No. The WK Over. is just a little too white. <laughs> not, 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 not enough mutt. I, I, I just don't think that nice citrus note's going to come out. With the odd bag. Have you had the pairing yet, Pat? I have not. Okay, so maybe you should have the pairing before you make judgment. I'm just using my intuition, Paul. Uh, okay. <laughs> Leave that to the women, okay? <laughs> uh, ha, ha, ha. Um, I would trust them. They know what they're talking about. Now, understanding that it's not all that often that you are asked, what should I have to drink with what I'm smoking? Have there been times where it has been really challenging to do that for somebody? Well, the challenge that I run into when I don't have a clue about what they have in their hand to smoke, I mean... I can be familiar with the humidor we have upstairs at the bar, but there are so many cigars downstairs that I'm not mm -hmm. familiar with at all. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I I can remember Nick, um, you know, sending somebody up. To, Which Nick? <laughs> the older Nick. He sent someone up for a pairing, and so I texted him. I'm like, if you want me to do this, you need to tell me something about the cigar mm -hmm. your customer has because I don't have a clue. So anyway, yeah, that's when it's challenging. But if it's something I'm familiar with, no problem at all. Mm. Um, let me ask you something else, getting back to bourbons and scotches and things. Um, I know that, you know, scotch is from 
Scotland. You know, bourbon is made in Kentucky. Well, the U.S. The U.S. Yeah. But what's what are the other similarities and differences between Scotch and bourbon? Well, I think the biggest difference is, um, you know, because of the mash bill of bourbon, you get like a lot of sweet kind of vanilla, toffee. Um, and I think that the, you know, Kentucky or any other southern states, I mean, that has a huge impact on, you know, the, how the whiskey turns out when it's aged in the barrel mm. and Scotland's weather is completely different too. So I feel like scotch is more of that like grassy kind of um smoky. Mm -hmm. And I find that bourbon a lot of times is stronger too. Mm. You know, you don't find a lot of cast strength scotch. No. No. This is my first one. Yeah. I've never had a a a cast strength scotch. You know. Uh Again, I used to drink a lot more scotches years ago, and I've, now I'm pretty much 99% bourbon. But this is, without a doubt, the strongest scotch I've ever had. It reminded me, it reminds me somewhat of bourbon, too, just mm -hmm. because of the, the, the cherry notes and the, and, the, and the spice right up front. I get a lot of some of the cast strength, like the Old Forester single barrel, full, uh, is it foolproof? Um, says barrel strength. Barrel ball. strength. Yep. That, I mean, that was really strong, and... But I get similar notes from from this, uh, similar to the uh, Old Forester. So yeah, this is this is right up there. <laughs> so I have a question. Mm. So do you ever have a situation, Kendra, where you're trying to suggest something that you haven't had before? Because I know downstairs in the humidor, more often than not, unless you're Nick, all of us haven't smoked everything in the humidor, right? So. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of times that you're Nicotine kind of, does. there's a lot of times you're, you know, ask questions about cigars that maybe you haven't had yet. And I'm just wondering if that translates upstairs as well. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I recommend a lot of what I am not familiar with. So, but then that's a challenge on me where I really got to find time to just drink take a little sample of that <laughs> <Drink. laughs> it's hard it's hard it's so hard i feel your pain kendra well no i don't always want to like stay after work and drink i mean i'll go weeks without having a drink so it is it is a challenge to be able to try everything and get my opinion on it mm. and some things i just you know i'm not drinking as much scotch as i used to so then i feel like that category in the bar is neglected maybe a little bit now because i'm not like showing the excitement as much towards those bottles that we're getting in mm -hmm. or you know continuously trying to sample those so i don't know i think um i'm heavy on recommending what i've had or like my pick of the month do you have this in the bar no we don't do you think maybe we should. I think you should. <laughs> I think it would be. I think people who are used to bourbons, specifically the barrel strength bourbons, would really appreciate this. Yeah, definitely. It, it's very it's good. It's very good. It's yeah. incredibly it's very, good. Very good. I mean, right off the bat, I, I mean, just on its own, the the, the neat. I thought it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's great, and and the Ebelor on the on the rocks is very good with the cigar. But I'm leaning more towards the neat. Uh, 
for my own preference. I don't have a neat glass, so all I have is this. You're just not prepared. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> Glasses keep breaking, apparently. Um, but the more the ice melts, to me, the more it opens up and the more flavors I, I pick up. Um, and the more it waters down, the better I think it pairs with the cigar. I really think that the, the those cherry notes that and that little bit of citrus in there really picks up with the chocolate. Yeah, you need to with this cigar because again, this is a medium medium plus at best. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely has some body to it, but it's not enough on its own to pair with the Abelor Neat. Um, I think you're right. It just definitely needs a, a a nice cube or two in there mm -hmm. to to open up and settle down the pepper uh, the, the the upfront spice and pepper notes. And so, the burn. And the burn. Yeah, the burn. <laughs> Without a doubt, that burn is long finish, big yeah. time. Yeah, big very time. long finish. Yeah. Now, Kendra, uh, do you hear a lot of pickup lines up at the bar? And I'm not I'm not talking like people trying to pick you up, but as you are listening to what's going on with the customers, you, you hear pickup lines. Our personality is complimented every shift. <laughs> Again, I'm not I'm not nice. I'm not so aiming at like mean, are like, you trying to get picked up at the bar? Can, no, I'm I'm just saying do you hear guys and girls talking and you hear people do pickup lines? Of course she does. She's got bar ears. There's not a lot of um single women in there that are like at you know open to people trying to pick them up it's a weird bar though i mean I, well I, no it's not I mean, a weird I, bar. I, there's there's people that do weird stuff all the time I mean, yeah you've told stories on here that would be i hear a hilarious. lot of like you know bro conversations mm -hmm. you know about women and whatnot and right. i consider myself one of the guys and i think the regulars consider me one of the guys too yes they do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes they do um well let me let me open up this this question to everybody what's what's the best or slash worst pickup line you've ever heard i mean pat gets picked try they try to pick up pat more than anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> really cool pat. he's the pretty one up there <laughs> who's trying to pick you up pat <laughs> no comment <laughs> Pat, you remind me of a overdue library. Especially, you've did got you see? Fine, what, written all oh, over did you. Did you see what he wore to work yesterday? The suit. Yeah. About the suit coat. Oh, he almost got picked up yesterday too. By who? We won't comment. Well, on just that. you don't have to. All right, never mind. By a customer or two. Regular or new? Mm -hmm. Regular. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For real or jokingly? Jokingly, yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Paul, have you heard any pickup lines? You're a finance guy, so probably not. <laughs> I, I have, but I probably had them washed out of my brain a long time ago. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't hang out in bars anymore. I I, I mean, when I do, I just work I, at one. Yeah, I work. Well, yeah, not really. It's but it, even so, I mean, if we would go out, we go out during the daytime where mm -hmm. it's more of a, of a, you know, a calmer crowd, if you will. Um, I, we never go out at night anymore. It's, no. and so I, and I, if we did, I would not be hanging out at the bars, uh, listening for pickup lines and all that. There's well, no let way. Let me ask you, do you guys prefer in, in the best of all possible worlds, you could do whatever. Would you rather go out or stay in? 
Stay in. Stay in. <laughs> well, it, it, uh, that's where my game console is. That's right. That's why I'd rather stay in. Thank you. That's where my dogs and my TV and my sweatpants are. Mm. Yeah. But what about your sweaters and boots? I know. That's why I, when I do go out, I make sure to wear them yep. because it's, it's not often. Season. Can I can I have a split answer with that one? Yeah, sure. I go out during the daytime. Like I said, we're we're more daytime drinkers than we are nighttime. I would rather go out during the day and then be home at night. Mm. And again, maybe that's just my age talking, but yeah, you just gotta you see know. where you're going. Yeah. Yeah, but like they say, nothing <laughs> nothing good happens after midnight. Mm-hmm. Nothing good happens after <laughs> nine o'clock where I live. So <laughs> rather be in bed, not in bed, but on my couch. <laughs> rather be. In I bed probably will be in bed by nine. <laughs> <laughs> getting old. If you ever yeah. feel like you need to experience some crazy stuff, you know, just come to Twins after ten thirty on a Friday. Oh, I'll be I'll be experiencing crazy stuff in a few days. That'll be enough for me for, yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. or the down third the Sunday keys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Or the third Sunday of every month. Yes. What's what? So what? What happens at Twin? Is it just a full moon thing? I don't know what happens after 10.30, but maybe people go out to dinner and have drinks at dinner, and then yeah. they show up and they start, like, stripping and stuff. They start oh. stripping and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. I'm going to need you to put that back. That's the thing. Like, we don't get pickup lines at Twins. It just goes straight to the point. <laughs> <laughs> we, just give, we just steal second You like base. my package? Here we go. Let me ask you something. Is this something that's just happened recently, or has this been happening all along? Is that a 770 in your pants? In the last year and a half or so, has this been something new, or has this been going on since, you know, they've had a bar? It's fairly new. The We get more and more traffic as the years go on, Yes. and there's more late night gonna stop in for a nightcap um group of like mm-hmm. three couples you know mm-hmm. the ladies maybe haven't gone out in a long time yeah. and they're just wild really yeah so here's another question next month starts your busy season yeah which will probably be about six months of i feel bad for tucker oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 so are you do you think this is going to carry over into the busy season and oh, yeah. maybe multiply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. <laughs> She's all. It sure is. They're not going away. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so when you have people who start acting weird and doing things like that, how, how do you, how do you get them to stop? Ah, <laughs> How do you, how do you deal with it when when people are are uh, stripping? Well, you just have to politely go over. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, rock paper scissors with which employee <laughs> on is going to go deal with it. And like it just happened on Friday where Amber and I looked at each other and she was like, "Nope, I'm not doing it this time." So I had. <laughs> Has Amber ever done it before? It. I'm never here when we actually do something like, oh, I, I love it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, you have, first you try the, the polite, like, mm, it's probably not a good idea. You know, can you please do this or not do that? And and then if they are still unruly or not listening, then you hand them their bill and they got to be on their way. And you tell Scott to tell them the hoo-ha is hanging out. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so anyway. So is this polite gonna, first is this and gonna, then is this forceful be the, after. Is this gonna be the new Barbex job now to Um I d I don't know yet. Warn. We'll see. We'll see how uh confident he is in his bouncing skills after he's trained. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed it usually happens when it's not like it's moderately busy, but it's not really slammed. I haven't seen anything too belligerent yet when it's been really busy. I have seen a lot of singing. People can break out in song. Yeah, that's not too bad. Just on Friday, though, mm -hmm. the new Nick was there, and I had just asked a customer to leave, and uh, he was just sitting there. He hadn't gotten up yet, and so I walked over, and I was like, excuse me, new guy, um, I just asked that customer to leave, so we're going to give him five more minutes, and if he doesn't, then you might need to just assist me with that. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um talking about fall what is the best thing to you about fall in new england sweaters and boots i can't believe the, the leaves have not changed more than they have yet well I really think it, i think it's because we had such a wet yeah yeah because of all the hot yeah. humid wet summer I think it's going to, they're going to hold on to the green for a longer period of time. We're probably going to be at least two weeks behind schedule, if not longer. Mm -hmm. uh, not one tree in my I'm not area. not complaining about no, it. No, no, either am I. Because once that happens, then it's no stopping it, right? Mm -hmm. um, in my neighborhood, uh, in the wonderful downtown industrial low-income area of Nashua, the trees, the few trees that I do have in my, <laughs> my neighborhood are still very deep green. And mm -hmm. and very few have dropped. Yet you all you do have to do is go out to the you know maybe a few miles outside and into the country and you can start to see the colors start popping out. So it's 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 coming. But uh, my favorite part, honestly, um, I I actually <laughs> taking the AC out of the window mm. and opening up the the windows at night and just letting the fresh air in. That's that's probably my favorite because you know again we li we live on a third floor. That well live. We we have our bedrooms on the third floor, uh, converted attic, so we have to have an AC running at, at, during the summertime, and it's still in there. Um, I'm can't wait to pull that out right. and just let the you know the natural cool air, you know, just come in. That's that's probably my favorite thing that, at this time of year. Is pulling out the air conditioning and sleeping really really deep. Yeah. You're not going to sleep with the AC on. You don't really. You sleep, but you don't sleep that deep. Mm. You know, you might get up a few times at night, but I think once that fresh air comes in, boy, it's just a whole different world. What about you, Kendra? What do you like about the fall? You know what? Sweaters and boots. Sweaters and boots. Sweaters and boots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. like. I like the um, the cozy fashion and the apple picking and um, the decor of it you all. You go apple picking? Yeah, I do. Once a year, but you know, I don't, I don't go to like get a ton of apples. I just go to get like a bag and then go in their little like shop and buy the fun things in there. Candles. You could, you could give them to Dave. Yeah, I could. Pie. I could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Keep That's you. what a couple of customers did to me. That's why we have pies here tonight, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, what about uh, you, um, um, Pat? Wente. Pumpkin spice. Oh, you're one That's of it. them. I'm one of them. You like pumpkin spice. Yep. The PSL. Everything pumpkin spice? 
pumpkin spice coffee? Actually, yes, I do. you know you coffee. like that. Just yeah. thinking about the Tatawahe event cigar, that's what oh, I, I just, really I just want. like pumpkin spice. I love it. I wouldn't hold my It's the only like sugary thing I do all year, so. Really? You, you, that, in, you that drink anymore? pumpkin spice coffee? Yeah. Really? Oh, he yeah. has already started. Do you, do you eat pumpkin spice ice cream? No, you don't cuz you don't eat ice cream, right? Yeah. I watch, got pumpkin pancakes today. Mm, nice. So, uh, I'm going to try it, you know. I'm a big pumpkin spice guy. What about you, Dave? Do you like the fall? What do you like about oh, the fall? Oh, we know he loves fall. Yes, yes, yes. Pie. One, one step, pie and flannel. One step closer to winter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Best, the best flannel. thing to... The foliage. Thing. I love the foliage. I love yeah. the foliage. I can't wait to drive up to the Kangamangas and take a bunch of pictures. Well, what do you think the foliage is going to look like this year? I think it's going to be gorgeous. Really? Because of, because of... Well, yeah, because every time we get a lot of rain, the foliage is better. Yeah. That's what makes the colors pop. It's all the water. So well, we should have one hell of a yeah, foliage this year, right? Yeah, We've had no shortage of rain this year. Yeah, nope. tell me about all. it. It's going to be gorgeous. Oh my goodness! You know, for me, you know, um, you know, <laughs> fall represents the coming of winter, which I loathe with my life. Mm -hmm. And so, in in that sense, you know, fall is just. It, the time of year where I start to get really antsy, um, but I—that's this is the time of year where we start doing fires in the fireplace again. Oh, and fire, there's, there's fireplace. nothing, there's nothing like cozying up in front of a fire. Amen. And um, you know, you, your, your wife, your significant other, whatever. In my case, could be the wife, could be the kids. You know, have a pipe, have a cigar, something, something to drink. Oh, and apple cider. Mm, oh, we're yeah. big apple cider. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Apple a cider. A gallon donuts? of apple cider now is six bucks. Yep. I can't even believe it. It was like four dollars last year, and I thought that was outrageous. Now it's six bucks. Everything's going up. Everything is going up. Any anybody else here? Big apple cider people? No, mm -hmm. no, no. Big apple cider. Yep. No. Hot apple cider. Hot apple cider. Cold apple cider. I don't care. Just dump it down my throat. I love it. We have an apple cider margarita Ooh. at the bar. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Kurt's watching. Hi, Kurt. Hey, no. You missed out on the pie, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um. Want to do a little uh? Pastor Padron cigar confessions. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Um, I had a customer come in this past weekend, and um, he and thought he was going to be very helpful. He he had a picture of the inside of a cigar box top. <laughs> so the inside logo art of the cigar box was there. And he said, I'm looking for one of these cigars. And unfortunately for him, that same logo was on about 40 different boxes of <laughs> cigars by this, by this particular company. We, we did end up finding what he was looking for, and, and so he got what he wanted. But um, it, it, so often people come in, and I, I had it happen to me twice today where people were like, you know, I had, do you know this cigar that was in like the, the barbecue bag that we got? It was really good. I think it was an Ashton, but I'm not really sure, you know, and, and that's all they, do you have the, did you take a picture? Do you have the band? 
No, no, the band came off. I got rid of it. So let me tell you, to remember your favorite brands, take pictures. Take pictures of the bands so you remember your favorite brands. That's what Pastor Padron says. Because, you know, we, we want to be there to help you out and find what you want. Um, and But it'll go a whole lot easier if you keep track of the bands on the cigars that you really like. And then we can go look for those. Mm. and Just take a picture of the cigar before you smoke it. Yes. You yes. Know? But uh, how how often does that happen to to you guys? All you know, the time. People people asking, and, and they, I'm looking for a cigar. I think it was brown. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like, well, come, thanks. Or the... You've narrowed it down to. Well, no, you haven't narrowed it down. Well, they're coming with like a with a band that's like you know on every single one they make. So right. You don't yeah. Know, they can't get the right size. Well, we tell them to take a picture of the cigar. I always say, listen, if you like, if they're coming in to find a cigar. I say, look, take a picture of this cigar before you smoke it. If you like it, keep it, and then refer back to it so that we can help you out next time and know exactly what you smoke. Yeah. But I want to take what you just said a step further. If you are going to take a picture of the cigar, <laughs> don't make it part of your infinite number of pictures that you keep on your phone. <laughs> Create an album of cigars that you smoke because nothing is more frustrating than when someone says hey yeah i got that picture of a cigar and they open up their phone and they start rifling through hundreds of pictures <laughs> to try to find that one picture of the cigar that they're trying to show you mm -hmm. just please create an album of just cigars that you smoke would be a lot easier for you to locate and mm -hmm. i wanted to sit there for five can minutes can your phone do that uh i think so you think so <laughs> <laughs> yes, it can do. Okay. So if Paul's phone can do that. Yes, if my phone can do it. Anybody's phone, phone can yes, do that. Yes, Because I'm nobody's phone is as old as Paul's. That's right. I'm, I don't even know if, I'd say, if it's digital. I think it's analog. <laughs> uh, oh, my. Um, so what's the final verdict here on the uh, HVC hotcake and the pairing with the Arbolar scotch? I think it's been a really, really good pairing. I think the Abelor with ice absolutely pairs very, very well with the cigar. I'm still getting a lot of that sweet cedar, uh, mm -hmm. earthy tones from it. Um, on its own, I've been kind of going back and forth. With the Abelor straight, it, it's definitely overpowering the cigar, but it on the cigar on its own, again, a lot of that sweet, creamy notes, um, nice spice on it. Uh, a lot of earthy caramel notes too. Um, medium, medium plus construct. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had to relight it at all. It's still doing really, really well construction wise. Yeah. You know, nice, nice shiny, oily uh, wrapper. Um, I think it's been a really, really good pairing. What do you think, Kendra? Um, good, but not like mind blowing or anything. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. What? I, I didn't make the cut. Well, I mean, we've had better pairings before i think i don't i um <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess it is better with the ice yeah. yeah yeah i don't know um what would you pair with this now that you've smoked it well i'd have to think about that mm -hmm. you haven't yeah, been I don't thinking know. about it the whole time i don't i haven't if thought about what more, would be better if only that moron dan had come to me 
I would have had a fantastic. No, it's not bad, Dan. It really isn't. But I mean, I'm not like gonna happy dance over it. <laughs> it's a little bit bitter, in my opinion. But I don't know. Maybe my palate is just a little bit different than you guys. And no, no. It's and like I said, I've been having the majority of this neat, mm. and it's like assaulting the palate a little bit. Mm. Yeah. No, that will. So. And at this point, mm. there's a ton of water mm -hmm. in yeah, this is, yeah. in yeah. this whiskey. So, no, I mean, it tastes like, you know, a 70 proof, like, raisiny kind of scotch. You know what I mean? Which is probably what this cigar may, may have been better paired with on its own. Maybe it just needed like a couple drops of water and not mm. a big chunk of ice. That that could that be, could be true. That yes. could be where it's going wrong. That could be true. Yeah. 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 Good point. Pat. I think it's good. I mean, it's honestly, I think the new Weller with one cube in it would be really except baking spice. I think would enhance the hot cake a little bit more. But mm -hmm. the one thing about it that I do appreciate is with the sixty gauge cigar in the hot cake, it. Like the pepper gets died down in this Vitola opposed mm -hmm. to the other ones. Mm -hmm. And the drink is definitely bringing those pepper notes out a little bit more that I wouldn't get otherwise. And like I said, like that raisiny sweetness, which I wish I put less cubes in it because I think it has gone a little bit too watered down. Well, you put in a lot well, of cubes. I put in a lot of cubes. I'll take the fall for that. But um, yeah, I think it was complimentary. I think there's definitely better spirits to put with it, but I wouldn't say it was... Bad or anything. So they both give me like a C. All right, Dave. You're going to hate me. It was, to me, the pairing was average. It was okay. But I'm, part of it was, I feel like I've had, cons the cigar's been burning great, but I've had a really, really tight draw on it, and I haven't been able to get a lot of smoke from it. Mm -hmm. And so I I feel like I I'm not really able to make a good comparison because I'm not enjoying the cigar that much at all. Mm. Not it to me, it's very bland. I'm you know, you guys are mentioning raisin and everything, and I'm not getting any of it. I'm getting I like the retro hail, the retro hail, I get that white pepper, but that's it. And so, yeah, all right. Well, there you go. What do you think? What do I think? Um, well, is it the best pairing that we've ever had? No. But I, I do think that it went well with it, with the with the ice. Mm -hmm. I think Kendra's idea of cutting it with a, just a few drops of water, so that it didn't continue to get all watered down more and more as you were drinking it, is a great idea. And um, you know, I want to try that sometime in the future. Um, I'm not having any draw issues with the cigar, so I'm getting all these flavors. One of the things I want to say is. Um, this particular size of the hot cake to me is the most flavorful. Yes. Um, other ones are, are stronger. Other other Vitolas have uh, more of that pepper note, but you get more cocoa and more nuanced kind of flavor in the 60 ring gauge, which is really and kind of blows my mind a little bit. You know, usually... It's the opposite, the, yeah. Yeah, the bigger the ring gauge, the more muted the flavors become. And in this particular case it's kind of opened it up so that you can actually taste more um and uh so i i really love this cigar i think it's a fantastic cigar and um 
I totally recommend trying it. And again, I think because of the name Hotcake in the beginning when we first brought it in, people were saying, I think you, Dave, were, were mentioning you were getting a lot more pancake, at least some, yeah, with the smaller some, somewhat pancake flavor. And I never did out of any of these smaller uh, sizes until I had this one. Yeah. And this one here, I get a lot more of that. Uh, but that, that being said, I, you know, I never like, you know, pulled the hull off of it and was like, well, pancakes. It was only after I had subtle. Like, it was subtle, subtle, and it was after yeah. I had, like, walked away to do something else, and I was, you know, um, tasting what was in my mouth, and I'm like, well, I taste pancakes. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, there you have it. We're going to take a little bit of a break so we can refill the glasses and switch over to the pipes. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. We are back. Thanks for hanging in there with us. And we have switched to the pipes, and now we are having a tobacco that does not need any cutting down whatsoever this is gaweth hogarth's black irish x this is all that's left at uh, the hooks at location of the black irish x it's a very popular tobacco it's a rope it's a spun tobacco and from the tobacco reviews website uh regarding black irish x it says uh, and this is a quote from Ga- uh, Gawith Hogarth. Uh, All our twist tobacco varieties are manufactured by the same spinning process using dark-fired wrapper leaves. The filler is, again, predominantly dark-fired leaf with the addition of a small percentage of dark air-cured Indian leaf. They are, therefore, strong tobaccos. Black twist, because the cooking process removes some of the stronger tar and nicotine elements, provides a milder smoke than the brown twist traditional uh the traditional strong smoking and chewing tobacco provides a very strong but remarkable cool smoke unsuitable for the beginner would we all agree with that mm-hmm. eric wentworth uh, also unsuitable for the person who does not have a lot of matches or butane with them <laughs> the sweet uh, okay uh, manufactured with the same tobacco as brown twist but then put through a further process of cooking under pressure to turn the tobacco black the cooking process does remove some of the stronger elements from the tobacco so black twist is not as strong as brown but this is only relatively as it is still a very strong Powerhouse. smoke oh. and what we're talking about when we're talking strength really is nicotine the the, the mm. flavor the body of this is oh. i think much stronger than the brown yes um yes but uh it's virginia and burley and it is a blackened virginia stove black stove virginia and that changes the the properties of the virginia tobacco very very God, much yes. and um for this, we're doing the um, Aberlauer straight. Oh. And I would like to know what the first impressions are of this Beautiful tobacco. meat. Thank you, Dave. My, my, my Sausage rope. Yes, that too. <laughs> I'm going to say, I said it once last year, and I'm going to say it again. Burnt ends. Mm-hmm. This is probably one of my all-time favorite pipe tobaccos. Uh a lot of if you love barbecue if you love the burnt ends like i do uh that really rich deep charred barbecue sec, uh, meats i'm telling you this is it this is this is all that's all you need to know this is just a phenomenal tobacco you know lots of that nice smoky uh lots of smoke oh. lots of really yeah <laughs> look at the room <laughs> it's like smoking beef jerky it is exactly 
Yeah. Kendra, what do you think? This is the best of all the ropes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, pairing already is world's better. World's better. Yep. Mm, let's find out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I had a sip of this strong, oh, the very yeah. first thing oh, as far as pipe tobacco came out was, was the Black Irish X. I knew that it would hold up. And, um, oh, you know, you, these two powerhouses, the finishes are dancing with each other. Mm. That's awesome. What it, What do you mean by that, Dave? Well, the, uh, the long finish of the, uh, the liqueur and the long finish of the, uh, the Black Irish X, like the, the charred ends, they're making this kind of like mm. raisiny coffee espresso thing. That's just insane. <laughs> a deep, really deep cacao yeah. chocolate. Mm, yeah. um, oh, lots of cacao. smoke. Lots of that deep, rich, uh, earthy. Uh, it, it's just, yeah. It's a per, it, To me, this is a fantastic pairing. This is just absolutely phenomenal. So I did better this time? Yeah. Yeah. And for people who can't retrohale, I feel sorry for oh, you. Because that's where the 90% of the love is in this. Oh. It's all very good. Now, Pat, this is your first time smoking a uh, Gawith Hogarth blend, and this is a well, unbelievably had the strong tobacco. You've what? had the brown before, though, right? Yep, I had the brown. Okay. What do you think? Well, I love the brown, mm-hmm. and this is still early days to say this um, dethrones that, but it's it's really good. It has like that charred, meaty-type flavor. The mm. drink's adding some spice to it. And it has like a sweetness from the Virginias, but it's, I mean, as it smells, it's like that mm. sweetness you get from like barbecue sauce. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Very Good true. Good description, Pat. Thank you. That the tangy. Perfect. The tangy, tang, deep, the tangy, tangy barbecue sweetness. sauce with it. Yep. Mm. It's amazing how steaming and pressing the tobacco just completely changes the f- flavor profile. So where you would get like a lot of stewed fruit and sweetness and... Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe some light wood notes. Oh. You know, now it's dark, shard. <laughs> Can you imagine raisiny? Can you imagine just chewing this stuff? Yeah, well, <laughs> I try to think is, about it, and I'm like, this is the thing. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> you know, this, the norm. This tobacco, you know, back, you know, they've been making. Gawith Hogarth has been making this for about 200 years on the same machines, and uh sailors would take this stuff with them on voyages and because most of the tobacco is not exposed to the air uh it holds its moisture much longer and so it lasted a lot better it was also a lot easier to to bring with you uh, on the on the ship easier to store and um because you know you've got cannons and and uh all sorts of flammable things on the ship not to mention the seawater, which is going to dehydrate anything. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, that doesn't really... I was going in a completely different direction, but that's okay. Um, because there's a lot of flammable stuff aboard the ship, you know, cannons, cannonballs, and stuff like that. You, you didn't really want to light fires that weren't necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sailors would cut off bits of this and they would chew it when they were on the ship and then when they were in shore and in port they would slice off coin thick pieces 
and uh, light them up. And um, let me tell you, this stuff really does hold its moisture. Uh, and what I've found is that the, the, one of the best ways to prepare this tobacco is to cut off what you want to use or maybe what you want to, uh, you know, maybe more than you want to smoke at the time. Um, it, this stuff can never dry out too much. <laughs> okay. No. So uh, I uh, cut uh, about an ounce and a half of this stuff up put it on a, a cutting board and put it in a microwave for about 40 seconds. And, you know, the microwave is going to really pull the moisture out of it. And, mm. and good grief, the, the steam that was produced by this stuff mm. was amazing. You couldn't see it anymore <laughs> after 40 <laughs> seconds. And you can smell the burnt ends through the closed door. And I'm, I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to leave this open for like an hour or something, let it air out. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, everything's going to taste and, like burnt ends that people put in there. And when was that? Because I know Sunday I texted you because I remembered last time. And I was like, Dan, do you want me to cut this stuff up now? Yeah, I, I, did like, I already that, took care of it. I did I did this Saturday. So this yeah. was uh, um, three days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cut, yeah. dried, <laughs> then chopped up into into manageable pieces mm -hmm. and then left in an open bag on the counter. Yeah, uh, since Saturday. That's crazy. And, and the, uh, the last time we did this, we chopped it up that morning and had it out on on the board in front of the sun, right? Mm -hmm. and, yeah, but we kept clicking. I mean, literally, all you kept hearing through the whole. I know, but uh, that it just goes to show, like, was you this, know, yeah. even after we're still clicking. Yeah, but it's and it's still, been a couple days. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's so much better now. I mean, yep. you really have to give it. Play. I tell customers all the time when you, we're going to these types of ropes. You got to know the day that you want to smoke it, <laughs> and then prepare for that. You got to cut it up, let it dry out for whatever, mm -hmm. at least a day, before you take part in it. Oh yeah, this is one of those things where if you want to smoke it, prepare it at least mm -hmm. the day before. Yeah, but it's worth it. Oh, it's yeah. worth the wait. I mean, you can you can put it in your cut it and put it in your pipe. And you'll get the flavor. Yeah. It just doesn't stay lit very well because yeah. it just holds its moisture like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I've come to the point now where I will, uh, when I buy it, uh, I'll just chop it up when I get home and put it in the bag, and then that way I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, deal with it too much. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's just that's my recommendation. Mm -hmm. If you buy it, um, prepare it, put it in a bag or your your tin or your mason jar. Mm. Are you enjoying this as much as you did last year? Yeah. Yeah. I was very, and I, I will say this. I was very surprised that you liked this as much as you did last year. I thought for sure you would probably have one puff and that would have been it. Really? And you really surprised, surprised me big time. Yeah. Surprised find, everyone, yeah. I find that a strong, full-bodied cigar will kick my ass more so than a pipe tobacco. I don't mm. know why. I just... I can definitely well, hang with a strong well, pipe tobacco. Well, it, it definitely hits your palate differently, you know. Mm -hmm. So you must really like barbecue. Yeah, I like barbecue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, speaking of that, something Sausage that rope. we, uh, you know, probably should have done last week, but we were having so much fun with Eric, we never got to it, was kind of debriefing the, the barbecue at Twins. Mm. 
Mm. You know, we had our big 24th annual uh, party. There were about 250 people there all together. And um, I thought it was a great event. What were some of the highlights you guys had from that day? Well, first of all, the weather was unbelievable. It didn't start. Perfect. It didn't start in the in the early morning. It didn't look like it was going to be a great day, but you know, it turned out to be a phenomenal day. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone that I met was having a phenomenal time mm -hmm. uh, being there at the front lines. You know, checking them in, um, and uh, but it was, it was it was weird because everyone went right to the back of the property. Mm -hmm. You know, so they, I mean, when they checked in, they went right to the back and, you know, we were there with a cornhole tournament and not, no one was playing it at the time. Very few people were hanging out in front and everyone was in back. Mm -hmm. So, and again, it, it just seemed like, where did they all go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, I mean, I just, I mean, every once in a while I'd, I'd get up and take a, take a walk around and people were just having a great time. You know, uh, I think, I think. To me, it, and again, I've only been here three and a half years. Right. It was the best barbecue that I've been to uh, in terms of weather, uh, people. You know, everyone was having just a great time. Kendra, I don't know what your thoughts were, but you were right in the thick of things. Yeah, it was a little intense upstairs. Yeah. You know, it was hard for me to leave the bar area and be able to navigate my way around to, you know have a conversation with a customer like i definitely couldn't like be serving drinks with a tray or anything because you could barely walk yeah. you know i was shimmying around trying to get around just to grab some empty glasses but um other than that yeah it was beautiful weather and it did seem like everyone was having a great time yeah, yeah. yeah huge success mm -hmm. yeah yep. I, I didn't hear a single complaint nope yep. not one not one which says something because there are always people who complain mm -hmm. yeah i yeah. really did not hear anything bad about the barbecue pat you were there for like 36 hours. hours yeah i was there for a while it was great i mean it, it was unique seeing because i mean obviously i started in the gist of covid so seeing all the reps in the humidor was just to me amazing like there was a lot of energy mm -hmm. there was a lot of knowledge it was a really welcoming environment and i mean like hats off to the employees too like everyone was just grinding and it was like great no one was complaining everyone had a smile you know max was hustling tickets like it was <laughs> like he was in the fire department up front like yeah. it was yeah. a really good day like the girls upstairs like busted their chops and yeah i think it was a very smooth day with all that those people that went so yeah, what, it was really great well you were you were right in the thick of things in the humidor yeah. area i mean i know that was crazy it was it was very very busy and uh you know we had you know we're had a game where you had everybody had a chance to be put into this game where you could win twenty four thousand dollars and um people who bought um uh boxes of cigars or pipes from the companies that that uh backed the event got extra chance tickets to get uh so that it wasn't just your event ticket if that if your event ticket didn't get pulled buying boxes or pipes got you more chances to get pulled and so people were doing that all day long yeah. and uh, it was it was really really good and i thought the game went well and um 
uh, it was a, a called wheel and deal. <laughs> you had to spin the wheel and take the deal. <laughs> and uh, after everybody uh, spun, um, we had three people who were left in the game, and, and Kurt uh, offered them the deal of walking away. If they all agreed, uh, he would pay them five thousand dollars in cash on the spot and they all agreed to do that yeah, so yeah. everybody went away very happy it was it was a, a very good event it was a it was a lot of fun well even the first guy that got picked that got that got got off he got a five hundred dollar gift card yep so yeah. i mean even when you lost you won it yeah. was just yeah. a, the consolation prizes were yeah. really good yeah, yeah. Yep. it was yep. just so cool yep another gentleman got two bottles of liquor and two boxes of cigars mm -hmm. you know for his consolation prize so nice no one went away empty-handed no no one did everybody was, was like great armfuls. great day and, and the and the yeah. raffle prizes were really really good too i think the big thing that everybody was hankering for was that hammock yes everybody wanted the hammock <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah yeah, it was a good event. So next year will be the 25th anniversary. Yeah. That's going to be a, a, even a bigger, very special, yep. a very special event, and um, we're working on the details now for that. Um, but if you are in the New England area, you're going to want to make sure you get a ticket for next year because it's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a really good time. Now. Um, Speaking of like twenty four thousand dollars, like if 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 you guys won the lottery, what would what would be your first big splurge? For me, it would be a house. I would have thought it would be apples. No, <laughs> a house or a better oven. No, for your uh, pie. a house. No, a house that'll come with the house. So, <laughs> but no, I want I want my own. My own place. Mm -hmm. So renting. I hate renting. Yeah. What place. do you hate about renting? Everything. Yeah. That's hate... so specific. The well, the place I'm in is too small. You know, my family's outgrown it. Um, you know, uh, the and everything else has been. You know, we only have one bathroom. We have like only two rooms. There's three of us. There's. There's, uh, you know, the, the refrigerator isn't big enough, but there's nothing we can do because there's cabinets above it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. talking about. You have yeah. the same problem. Mm -hmm. You can't expand on it. Um, our dishwasher just broke. So it's just stuff like that. Now, isn't that something that they replace well, or fix? Yeah, if, if, you know, but it's taking time. Mm -hmm. They can't they don't <laughs> have a backup or anything, so I'm just mm -hmm. waiting. So Well, as a homeowner whose refrigerator died in uh july i just got the refrigerator <laughs> on saturday <laughs> it took that long to because of all this the same thing with all the covid stuff the the i guess the size refrigerator i have is the most common size and therefore it is the most back ordered yep. um fridge so i had to wait uh two months for a new fridge and fortunately a friend of ours had a spare fridge <laughs> they're bad you know what they were using for backup you know and you know 
um, and uh, we were able to get by with that. But <clears throat> Pat, what about you? If you if you won the lottery, what would be your first splurge? Pay off school. You'd still go to school. Well, how much money are we talking? I don't know. It depends. I mean, I still. I mean, I have aspirations to be a lawyer, so I mean, mm -hmm. I definitely would do that. I'll play would... like you know, like a really big jackpot, so like a hundred million, hundred million dollars, couple million. I would just do a Kim K and just get my law degree online then. <laughs> <laughs> Kendra, what about you? Did you get another dog? <laughs> different dogs i'd probably choose different dogs <laughs> i'd probably choose a room in my house to to renovate or something like uh yeah probably my kitchen would need it the most mm -hmm. yeah that'd probably be the next thing because that stuff is expensive yes it is. yes it is yeah what about you paul i would get a motorhome and go off and see this country. That's mm. what I would do. I would just drop everything and grab the dog and the two cats and just throw them in the throw them in the bono and go off. And mm. I really wanted to see this country. I mean, I've I've been to certain states, but I haven't seen a lot of the country that I really wanted to see. The Grand Canyon, you know, the mm -hmm. the the, uh, the West Coast, uh, you know, wine country, you know, the, the whole. Uh, Rocky Mountains and all that. that. That's that's to me what is what I would do. I would just grab a motorhome and just go off and see this country. Mm. Well, it's funny because you know, uh, if it were a splurgy item, the the motorhome would be my first thing. If I were being practical, it would be, you know, uh, um, putting some needed updates into my house. I'd probably re you know get all the electrical work redone and get my hot tub back up and running but if it were a thing that's exactly what i would do i i've realized that i really do not need a lot of space mm -mm. you know um most of we have a we have a we're blessed to have a good sized house but i find we're we're only in a, a couple of rooms depending on the season those rooms change but um <clears throat> You know, I could I, I could be very happy in a very small place as long as I had internet and could smoke. <laughs> well, the great outdoors is a great place to smoke. Mm -hmm. you know? Yep, very true. Yep. Um, now that brings up another interesting question here. What's what's the most exotic place you've ever been? Oh, Hawaii. 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 That's exotic. Specifically Kauai. Kauai, the, Hawaii. The island of Kauai in the town of Hanalei. Mm -hmm. um, I went there. Uh, I was lucky enough to uh, have gone there for my 50th birthday, and we had a house right on Hanalei Bay, and uh, nothing like waking up to a clear uh, sky and seeing the mountains in the background mm. with uh, the waterfalls just off in the distance, you know, falling down through them. And uh, it, it was just, it was unbelievable. That mm. was uh, a, probably, the, that was probably my favorite vacation of all time. Mm. That was, that uh, was just, it was breathtaking. It really was. Kendra, what about you? Probably Costa Rica. Mm. Really? 
Yeah. Nice. I got married there, and um, I didn't know you got married in Costa Rica. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Were you like yeah. running away to get married in Costa Rica, or did you, you know? We decided to do a destination wedding because mm. um, you didn't want certain unwanted people to show up. Well, <laughs> twins regulars. I mean, we were not in a position to have some big local expensive wedding, and mm -hmm. we were going away on a vacation every year to like the Caribbean and. Um, so this is just, we worked with a travel agent to figure it out, like what would be like the, the, like there was a new resort that just opened up in, um, Costa Rica that fit our needs and it, it just all worked out and made sense and the price was good. So mm. we had like 15 people that came with us. That's all you need. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Pat, have you been anywhere exotic no don't say twins <laughs> no. every third sunday yeah oh you know what yeah the patio <laughs> yeah. jackie daniels his little well, bench that, that's erotic <laughs> not exotic yeah perhaps perhaps you've misunderstood what i meant <laughs> we said exotic not erotic <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Poor Jack, his knee is all busted. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh, He's still smiling though. <laughs> Dave, Dave, what about you? Nope. I'm, nope. I'm, nope. I nope is not an exotic. answer. I what is not... the most exotic place you've ever been? Naked <sighs> barn. Yeah. There you go. Um. Jeez, probably like there was this place in Maine that I went to called uh, Salty Dog. No, it was called the Emerald Pool, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Well, it was it was this it was right off one of the, it was right off one of the rivers in a mountain, and it was uh it's the way the water the way the the way the sun would hit the water with the algae, the whole area would glow green and that's why it was called the emerald pool where is this in maine no what part of maine? <laughs> in maine <laughs> the emerald pool no, yeah what, the emerald pool that's what it's part in, of maine it's I'm, in I'm, emerald I'm, pool maine i don't know let's look it up emerald wow and it was I mean, like i mean I, it was like I a natural to, waterfall i've never heard of it it was like a natural waterfall that went into this like you know like a uh, small little basin and uh, you know obviously surrounded by trees and there was like jump off areas and stuff like that and it was insane it was really beautiful was there a little baby grogu at the bottom no 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 but it looked when the sun hit it looked like the whole bottom because you could see all the way to the bottom it looked mm -hmm. like the whole basin was covered with emeralds it was really cool that like, does sound like in new hampshire that does sound really cool you sure it's not new hampshire it might be in New Hampshire. New I don't know. Hampshire. I'm surprised you haven't been there, Dan, because that's I remember when we went to camp. Well, I don't know. At Keysar, it it does Maine. enter into Maine. Oh. Yeah, at Keysar Lake. It's part, <laughs> it's part of Derry. Is that what you just said? No, he's just. No. It's yeah. the little river that that's separates where I went to twins it was... and the. <laughs> the bluebird. The bluebird. <laughs> the bluebird is the most exotic place I've ever been in my life. The culvert that overflows when it rains. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it sounds it sounds awesome. Yep. 
But I mean, I've been to like Florida, and, but I mean, it was for business, so I didn't get to see anything nice. So, mm. well, Florida's very flat. It's the flattest state in the country. Mm. Did you know that? Mm. The old Panhandle. The 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 highest point above sea level is three hundred and thirty feet. That's Mount, that's Mount gotta, Dora. That's that's got to be up in Dora the, the Explorer. That's got to be up in the northern part of the state, mm -hmm. most likely, right? Mm -hmm. Florida's awesome. Friday. Friday's when yeah yeah you're going Friday you're yeah. going. Mm -hmm. Yep. Smoke them if you got them. Everyone's going to Florida. Yeah, except me. Well, <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. I think the most exotic place I've ever been is Istanbul. Really? I was gonna say you've been to a you've been to quite a few places. That was that was exotic in a in a Indiana Jones kind of exotic way, but um, a lot of the you know you know there's a lot of uh, um, mosques there that have been around for uh, well over a thousand years, mm -hmm. and to to see those and walk those it's it, it's just amazing that the history there, um, but uh, there's there's a, you know, we were, Istanbul's an odd city in that half of it is in Asia and half of it is in Europe. And so there's, you know, one, you know, there's certain parts of it where you can have one foot on one continent and one foot on the other. And that's, that was, that was wild. But uh, Istanbul's where I got my love for lamb. Oh, yeah. I love, you could, you yeah. could, they were, you know, They'd sell roasted lamb on the street, and uh, I, rem I remember they, they have a, they have a grand bazaar there in, in Istanbul. It's this underground mall, but it's 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 all the carts, you know, the whole everything is every all prices are negotiable. <laughs> you, know, you can. And I remember um, one of the guys I was with um, was much more confident than me at the time, and he he bargained. He bargained uh, down a, uh, a leather, uh, a, a denim jacket, to what would be twenty American bucks, and uh, the guy still thought he was making out. But uh, I wore that jacket out, and uh, really enjoyed it. It was good. Not Istanbul. Not to mention that not Constantinople. But <laughs> for those unfamiliar with the song, yeah. <laughs> I remember the that what was that was that a coffee machine you brought home? Yes, yeah, I brought home a, a, a Turkish coffee machine for my uh, parents' twentieth wedding anniversary. Um, I don't think anyone understood how to make coffee out of it, so it just sat there, but it looked cool. Yep. That sounds familiar to what we have going on at Twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Kurt, are you still listening out there? Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for that stuff to be up and running, though, because mm -hmm. that, that Nespresso machine is nearing the end of its life. Yeah, but we'll about <laughs> right, Well, there goes the three viewers. <laughs> Oh yeah. Here's your coffee. <laughs> that froth is just exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
my gosh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Gee, there's spend the 200 bucks to train everybody how to use that fandangled new machine or buy a new Nespresso. It's a six of one, half a dozen of the other right now. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Uh, let's see. What else do I have planned here? Um, well, we're just about at the end of things. Um, my would-you-rather question, I think, is going to be rather lame tonight, and that was, uh, would you rather have the cigar pairing or the pipe pairing? Yeah, that's the, oh, the, that's lame. the, the we, already, we already did that. Everybody, everybody's basically, uh, am I wrong? Everybody's agreeing the pipe? Yep. Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, there you go. I I do think it was a much better pairing. I think the um, these two things, I I would not have thought that you could really pair something with this in particular because it's so potent. the 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 body on this is off the charts, and and you know what do you what do you pair with beef? roasted ends or or you know what you know drink do you do but this this Arbelard really did a good job yeah uh, i'm i'm really really impressed and this is also being a very high apv and and um having a very strong body itself you can't just pair anything with this no but this goes really really perfectly in my opinion what what about you yeah no i i agree i think the pairing was absolutely perfect i thought it brought out a lot more of the uh the spice and it actually sweetened the, the tobacco a bit too mm. like the, like david said it's more of like a uh a, you're adding a little bit more of a uh barbecue, a barbecue sauce yeah barbecue sauce to it a nice rich barbecue sauce um mm. bird ends are just phenomenal mm. uh dry getting a little bit more like a dry rub too it's like a dry rub flavor that mm. deep rich dry uh, rub charred tobacco uh sorry beef ends just is just phenomenal mm. looks like brad christie is only getting a mona notes yeah <laughs> wonder why that is <laughs> kendra what do you think so i think that the tobacco is actually helping me to pick up on the sherry mm -hmm. um you know, this particular scotch is matured in um sherry cask mm -hmm. and and I'm getting a lot of that now where with the cigar I was not getting much of sweetness at all unless it was the watered down version. So it's impressive that mm. you can enjoy this neat and actually pick up on, you know, what you should. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Wente. It's better than an opus. Be honest. <laughs> Come on, if you got this from an it's opus, still, you'd be even like, after, oh. even after the precautions we took to dry it out, it's still I know very moist, and yeah. I kind of wish it wasn't. But I'd say I think the brown Irish X, for whatever reason, I enjoy more than the black. But with that being said, this is still an enjoyable blend. Did you drink any of the uh, liquor you poured yourself there? No, nope, I didn't. <clears throat> Can't tell. Yeah. Dave? Um, yeah, everything that Paul said that I said. <laughs> it's just charred ends, you know, meat. Oh, the, the retro hail paired with the lasting finish of the, the liquor is just amazing 
you know, the spice from both, it's just, they just, it's, this is such a very well-married pairing. Mm -hmm. Very enjoyable. Now, next Monday, on Not Just Blowing Smoke, we're going to light up the Tatuaje T110 Broadleaf yeah, yeah. cigar, and we're going to revisit uh, Cornell and Deal's Speakeasy. Ooh. Nice. One of our favorite uh, Navy Flakes. That's sure to be a good show. You're going to want to be with us next Monday at 8 o'clock. And that's not just blowing smoke. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down smoke.